Hello and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren and I've recorded this 400 times. Um, no, in all seriousness though, welcome. If you're new here, um, I'm excited to have you. So before we get to the Garcelle interview, I just wanted to quickly, very quickly introduce myself. I am an interior design expert and contributor to Forbes. I have a product line with Art Sugar and an online course called Pitch Please, where I teach small businesses how to pitch themselves to the media. I am also an influencer at It's Amanda Lauren on Instagram, and I'm a comedian. All links are in the show notes. Okay, that's pretty fast, right? Um, and the link to the Forbes article is also in the show notes. So let's get started. Garcelle, amazing, super fun. She was so open. She was so honest. Um, in the Forbes article, if that's where you're coming from, this interview is a little bit more in-depth. It is the whole interview. The Forbes article really just covers the interior design aspects of what we talked about. Um, but she was just open about everything. I mean, she talked about what it was like to be the first black real housewife. I'm um, sorry, the first black real housewife of Beverly Hills. Um, and also how, you know, what it was like being with Crystal, who is the first Asian real housewife of Beverly Hills. And one of the few Asian real housewives in general, the only other one I can think of is um, Jules. Jules from New York, who was on for maybe one season, maybe two seasons. Um, she was fun. I actually liked her. I might be the only person that liked Jules. I can't even think of her last name um, on Real Housewives. But um, she was just, she talked about coming to America. She talked about filming with kids, her ex-husband. I mean, really, it was such an, she was open and honest about everything. She is awesome. She's just really, she's so down to earth. And I've interviewed other Real Housewives over the course of my career. I just made myself sound really old, but I have. Um, and I have to say, like, she was the most open, honest, and I believe herself um, during this interview. And I'm just so grateful that I got to do this. I also just really quickly, before we get to it, I want to thank Arm & Hammer, who set this up. Um, so Garcelle is launching the Baking Soda Showdown at Home Cleaning Competition for Families. And if you go to bakingsodashowdown.com, you can participate in the cleaning challenge and enter to win 10 grand. And who wouldn't like an extra 10 grand and a clean house? Um, if I were good at cleaning, which I am not, I would completely enter the Baking Soda Showdown. Also, I will have to say, like, props for natural cleaning products. Um... That's also important, especially now when we're using so many harsh chemicals. So I'm a big fan of Arm & Hammer myself. And in the podcast, I actually share a little Arm & Hammer cleaning hack with Garcelle. Okay, I know you're here for her. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. It really, really does help me out. Oh, and just one very quick note, which is that we did record this on Uber Conference, so the sound is not perfect, but it shouldn't bother you too much, and it's a great interview, and you'll really enjoy it. Okay, enjoy the interview. I'm going to shut up now. Hello, and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. Um, the person I'm with needs no introduction. She's everyone's favorite real housewife of Beverly Hills. I am with Garcelle Bouvet. How are you? I'm great, Amanda. How are you? I am great. I see you standing. This is not a video podcast, but I see you sitting in your 
gorgeous kitchen and there are boxes of Arm and Hammer behind you. So I want to know about, we're going to discuss a few things, your partnership with Arm and Hammer. I want to hear more about your kitchen, life at home. I expect some tea spilled about the new season. I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) No, no pressure at all. No, none. So tell me about your partnership with Arm and Hammer. My partnership with Arm and Hammer is so organic because I grew up with Arm and Hammer baking soda in my fridge. My mom used to always have it and she switch it out from time to time. But I never really knew what it did other than her saying, you know, it deodorizes the refrigerator. But as I grew up and become, you know, a mom, it's helped me in so many ways from taking stains out to helping my kids, you know, sort of come together and clean. We're cleaning so much more than we used to, I think, because of COVID and disinfecting. And Arm & Hammer has become a big part of our uh, cleaning process in this house. I mean, you have two boys. It's not even just COVID at this point. Like, I have a husband and two dogs. It's like having seven children and everything is filthy. So I get it. Exactly. I don't want to walk in their room. I don't want to walk in their bathroom. So we figured out how to do challenges to help them use Arm & Hammer baking soda to clean. And they feel like, oh, they're competitive with each other. But yet I'm getting them to do the cleaning, which is amazing. So that's your so Arm and Hammer is your little secret. Exactly. It's my cleaning hack that it's even a secret from them, from the kids. So what are what are some ways that you like to use it? Um, I like to use it sometimes as toothpaste to uh, whiten my teeth, sometimes as an exfoliant. If I run out of my the stuff that I use for my skincare, I use it for to get the boys to clean their sneakers. We use it, obviously, Ooh. for what everybody knows that it's good for in terms of stains and cleaning the sink and deodorizing. It's really great. That's. I was going to tell you, I'll share, share my little Arm & Hammer secret with you, which is if you cook and yeah. something gets stuck on a pot, I use that and a little bit of like the cheap white vinegar and I let it sit and then I scrub it. That's amazing. I will do that next time I do muffins. I do cornbread muffins from time to time. Oh, that sounds so good. No, it's like such a game changer too. And it's natural. So you don't have to worry about chemicals or anything like that. Exactly. It's so good. And also, let me tell you about the challenge. So if you go on www.bakingsodashowdown.com, there's a whole thing that families can do together. There's different brackets about how to clean a home. And a family can actually win $10,000. Uh, doing these cleaning challenges with Arm & Hammer baking soda. so And it launches April 27th. So that is a few days from now. That is probably when the, the article and this podcast will come out. Perfect. So what has life been like for you? Every production has had a delay. Everyone's life has been on delayed with COVID. What, what's your past year, you know, been like? I mean, let's talk about the year of pivoting, right? I mean, we all have to pivot in terms of we're working from home. The kids are going to school from home. It's been a lot. And I think for us production-wise, we shot as much as we could. We didn't go on a fabulous, luxurious trip overseas. We went to uh, Lake Tahoe and we went to Del Mar, (laughs) which nothing wrong with those places, but it's not as, you know, it's not like going to Rome like we did last year for Housewives. So it was really about pivoting. We shot a lot of things we had to shoot from home. When we did confessionals, 
Uh, I didn't like this, but hair, makeup, lighting was all on me. Um, and, you know, we all did the best we could. It's did it you have to be an amazing, fun year, let me tell you. Wait, did you have to use the, I heard that the Real Housewives of New York, that, and this was like really mid-COVID, that they were sent iPads and tripods? <laughs> we were sent iPhones. We didn't get the iPads. I wonder why. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, we were sent iPhones and, you know, we had to, uh, we quarantined for a while because three, you know, three people got it. So we had to quarantine. So we had to, Thanksgiving, I was by myself, um, which was also around my birthday. So it was a lot of alone time, but we did the best we could. But I really feel like the fans are going to get exactly what they want. It's still going to be a juicy, fun year. Did you shoot a lot at home? Were there a lot of like scenes at home? A lot of home scenes, for sure. A lot of home scenes, a lot of dinners at home. Uh, Just, you know, trying to do the best we could. It's crazy. What's the logistics of of that? Like, how do you, because I can only imagine, I, I shot a little bit of a reality show, but I signed an NDA during this, and I saw how things were different and the cameras were very far away. So what was that sort of like for you? Because it's obviously not normal. It's not how you normally do it. No, and even when we got together, we shot everything outside. So there are scenes where we are freezing because, of course, we have to look amazing with our little outfits on. And we were (laughs) so cold, but everything had to be, you know, shot outside and uh, as much as we can. So the lunches were outside. The dinners were outside. It was a lot of, you know, outdoor play. But that's what we had to do in order to shoot the show and have a show for people to watch. What was it like also, because I feel like obviously they are, there is more shooting at home. And when you, you know, when you're shooting something at home, you style things up a little bit, you know, it's real housewives, but it's not always that real that way. You know, you're not going to have, you know, you're hoping that your boys don't keep their underwear on the floor or you have, you know, a bowl of fruit that maybe needs to be thrown out on the counter, things like that. So what do, what do you do to keep your home neat and styled and beautiful? while you're trying to shoot in the middle of a quarantine. Listen, this is when you pay attention to your background more than ever. Even now when we're Zooming, we're like looking at other people's Mm -hmm. backgrounds. Oh, what kind of pots do they use? Or, oh, you know, I think that's become a thing. So now we're set designers. We're all set designers in America because we're all trying to make (laughs) for that shot. I think, you know, that was a lot of it, making sure the boys picked up their clothes making sure, you know, what was on the counter, what was behind you was not incriminating. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, I had some pet fish and I called one Dorit and one Kyle. So that was, that's what we, (laughs) you'll see that on the show. Um, But yeah, we just had to make the best of it, really. It's, and now you moved at the end of last season, as I I recall. So tell me about your new house. Cause I saw online on YouTube from people, there was a little bit of a tour. And my thing is I focus on interior design and you really seem to love this house. And you're like, I built my dream house. So tell me how about like the process of building your dream house, what you did, favorite rooms, design secrets, et cetera. There's so many favorite rooms. I always wanted to have a white kitchen and my kids, you know, having toddlers, White kitchen just did not make sense in my life. So now that they were older, I got to, this is much more of a grown up house. My old house was definitely kid friendly, 
Cheerios, goldfish, everything was everywhere, right? And I got to have uh, a more of a grown-up house this time around with my white kitchen. And, you know, I have a glam room so that when I'm doing hair and makeup, it's not, you know, I'm not all over the house with makeup and stuff like that. The boys have their own space. So it's it's definitely much more grown-up. And I love home design more than anything in life. I really do, mm-hmm. although I'm a fashion girl. But I love, like, going to Home Goods and Target and flea markets, like, Anything that I can decorate, I love. That's my love. That's my passion. Wait, do you really go to Target? Yeah, and Home Goods. Are you kidding? Yes. Mm-hmm. Me and my girlfriend were going the other day in Home Goods. If there's something we like, we put it in our cart anyway, just so nobody else gets it. And then, <laughs> and then we'll get to the register and we're like, okay, we really don't need that. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But it's no, so that's so. That's so funny. No, I love home goods too. So I get it. Now that's just, I'm just like very, very surprised because I would think that you would be buying really expensive home decor just because you obviously have this glamorous house. You're a housewife, you know, that you would go for like super expensive stuff. But you got to remember where I'm from. I'm from Haiti where we didn't have a lot. So to me, it's not expensive doesn't always mean better. Mm -hmm. I think it's what you like. So even with clothing, I'll wear, you know, Gucci pants with a Target t-shirt or a Zara t-shirt. Like I like the balance. I'm not a label person where everything's got to be a label. Um, There are, you know, bigger things in my, my home, like a couch. I have a tufted couch. Like I got that at Restoration Hardware, like bigger pieces. You need something sturdy. The kids are going to sit on it and whatever. But I like, I like a balance. I don't want everything to be high end. That's not who I am. Does coming from Haiti make you appreciate what you have and what you've accomplished so much more than someone who has given everything? So much more, so much more, because I know what it's like to have nothing. And I also appreciate what I have, which is why I think, you know, I try to come from gratitude in most things in my life because I know what it was like. I know where I'm from. And that keeps me grounded. That's which is very unusual for a housewife because I feel like a lot of them are not the most, and I'm not trying to be mean, I'm not trolling. You're being shady, Amanda. (laughs) They're not always the most grounded people. So, how do you deal with these women who definitely come from a different place who are not? And you know what I really love about you, and I feel like people don't talk about it enough you're so self made. And I just think I just have an appreciation for women who are self-made and who worked really hard from from where they came from to work themselves up, you know, who didn't have it easy. And what is it like sometimes dealing with these women who are like, I don't want to say her name starts with an S, who are like a little spoiled, who have absolutely everything at their disposal. And you're there and you're in your Gucci, but you're in your home goods too. And you just seem so much more grounded. Thank you. I think that's what people really liked uh, that I'm bringing to the show. You know, I don't have like $50,000 birthday parties for my kids. Um, You know, we did donuts. We, you know, we went, we got a, we rented a a van, a, a party bus, and we took all the kids to the movies. Like, to me, that's what's, you know, it's a balance, like I said. And some people, that's all they know, though. They only know um, because they grew up with money, married into money. 
Um, and I don't fault them because that's what they know. But for me, I didn't grow up like that. And, you know, my kids don't get labels of everything that they want and they got to work for it and earn it. But that's, I think, what I've been able to bring to housewives and what people feel like they can relate to. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, you're the first housewife we can relate to. And I think that's because it's not all fancy all the time. I did, however, go Bentley shopping with um, with <laughs> this season. And I walked in and I said, is there a BOGO buy one, get one free? Because <laughs> I'm not spending on a Bentley. But um, it's also fun to see what they do with their you know, finances. It, I mean, you get to to enjoy. It's like that's why my show is called like Bushy Adjacent. Which I love that, by the way. I love the name because that's it's just very much Bushy Adjacent. That's it's me. like you might not have a plane, but your friends do. Yeah, exactly. It's and it's right, exactly. Now, when you moved, what did you like? What did you really spoil yourself with? Like, I want to know all the details about this house. Also, yeah. I noticed that your cabinets are silver, but I was watching something and they were gold. So <laughs> you, you, like, you were like a detective. You don't miss I know. Wait, you. what happened with your hardware? Because I was watching you in your, your gorgeous white kitchen <laughs> and I'm like, you cha- I'm like, I feel like I'm being critical, but you swapped out your hardware again. So I what happened it. with that? I wanted to, I wanted to switch it up. I wanted to bougie adjacent it up. I I just, I love the silver, but then I thought, how do I incorporate a little more gold? So we changed the hardware. I changed my faucet. My faucet's even gold, but I think that's what you get to do. You can switch it up. It's like, it's accessories, right? Mm -hmm. So silver in the background, but it's probably my monitor. Oh yeah, no, it's gold. They're gold oh. now. So I switched all that because my my stove has gold and silver knobs, so I wanted mm-hmm. to switch it up. But how did I spoil myself? My bathroom. My bathroom is really important. That's my Zen place. I also have outside of my bedroom, I have a deck. Mm-hmm. And that is totally um that is where like I have a fountain and I can meditate, I can have coffee, I can have you know, I have a fire pit out there now. So it's just, you know, the little things that make me happy. I feel like you really rewarded yourself. I did. That's a good way of saying it. I did. I just what added a lunch pool in the back and an outdoor kitchen. So, you know, Ooh. yeah. We're home a lot now. Are right? you going to make your home your sanctuary? Was there anything you learned along the way of doing this, of finally getting to like do what you really want to do? Were there mistakes you made? Were there things you would have done differently? No, the one thing I'm glad I didn't have a partner because I didn't have to ask his opinion. (laughs) Like my girlfriends do. She's like, I really want to do this to my bathroom, but my husband won't let me. I'm like, girl, I don't have to worry about that. That's so funny. Let me ask, we did see your ex-husband on the show in the first season you were on, but obviously there were, is he going to be back? Like, is it, was he not back because of COVID? Because I thought it was nice that you showed that co-parenting relationship. I thought it was a really good example that you don't often see on reality TV. You see two people that are divorced going at each other. Yeah. That's what Bravo really loved about my storyline is the fact that they could, you know, we could show that we co-parent really nicely. I mean, We've come a long way. Obviously, the divorce was really hard. But yeah, you'll see Mike again this season. Um, You know, he's a part of our lives. And even on my birthday, when I had to quarantine, um, 
him and the boys came and they went to my favorite restaurant, Crestation, and which is in Beverly Hills. And they ordered what I loved and they came and they stood outside and they brought me a candle and they placed it on a bench and like, you can blow it from mm-hmm. over there. But it was really sweet. And I think it's important for my boys to see that we can get along for them and for us. He's going to be in my life forever. That's that's so nice. It was going, this is the opposite of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what can we expect to see to see this season? Um, well, definitely a lot of pivoting because of COVID and quarantine. I mean, we try to wear our mask a lot. We might get in trouble for not wearing it all the time, but we're also shooting a TV show. Um, you'll see... Friendships Blossom. You'll see the new Housewives, Kathy Hilton. I love, she's really a lot of fun. And uh, of course, the drama, some with just between the girls and also, you know, with what Erica's going through in her life. How is she doing? I ran into her publicist at a party, actually at a filming like a month and a half ago. And I was like, what is going on? So yeah, can you, you know what? on that? I, Emotionally, how is she? How is she doing? I think she's good. I think she's good now. I mean, it's a roller coaster ride. I mean, who wouldn't, you know, I mean, it's, I can't even imagine what she's going through, but she's rallying and she showed up. And she shows up for the show, which I don't know if I would have done, honestly, personally, just me. Really? So you think that had you been in that? I mean, listen, I think she's in an awful situation. I think that I I do. A lot of people don't feel bad for her. I do. You know, it was her husband. They were married for a very long time. There's obviously so much stuff going on. And there's so much stuff I think that we don't know that's not public record. It's just. It's hard because I always feel like she's so tough. Did she show her vulnerable side this season? Yeah, like, I are we going to see that a little bit from her and everybody? It's it's just a tough situation that you wouldn't wish on anyone, really. Of course. You know? Now, tell me about your relationship with Kathy Hilden because you said you liked her, and she seems really fun in the preview. She is. She's really fun. She's herself. She comes in with her quirky, fun, loving self. I love the dynamic between her and Kyle, which is really funny. Um, She's fun. She's really fun. I mean, I had been to dinners with her over the years, you know, being in Beverly Hills and, and uh, I really didn't know her well. And I had uh, a different idea of who she is and she came in and she's been really fun and she's a prankster, which I love. Wait, what pranks did she pull? I can't say. <laughs> You'll have to watch, but she's really fun. That's so funny. So tell me about Crystal, because she is the new one. Crystal Minkoff, she seems like a spitfire. Uh, yeah, she can be. She can be. I didn't know Crystal, but I knew her husband, Rob Minkoff, because he's mm-hmm. a director and, you know, being an actress. But I didn't know Crystal. I think, I think people will, you know, get to know her. That's, that sounds interesting. Any other, so any other tea you can spill, anything else that you can say? Because I think that it's debuting very soon. Yeah, May 19th is our premiere. And so you'll get to see, you know, all the shenanigans under COVID uh, quarantine style. Now, what's it like being, it's funny because Rena is also, well, I mean, I feel like she stopped acting a long time ago, but you're like a real working 
actress. Like I would, and I would say it's even insulting to say like you're a working actress, but you are working as an actress and you're doing a reality show, which That's is really tricky, honestly. How do you do that? How, how do you manage that? You know, I, I don't know. I have a great assistant. I have a great support system to go from one to the other. Um, I love being busy and I've always been diverse in the things that I do, whether it's hosting a television show to writing kids books. I think I just love, you know, being an artist to me is really a lot of different things, wearing a lot of different hats. And it's been great that I can still act and then do reality, but Reality is the hardest one I've ever done because you're not hiding behind a character. You're not just doing something and going away. People are in your lives, you know, cameras in your car, cameras in your house. That's the, and just being you authentically, which, you know, sometimes you don't want to share everything, but that's part of being on a reality show. How do you balance that of being who you are? And I really think you, and I really get that vibe because you seem like a very real person. And I, I don't know. And I also like to give people the bench. Like if I get that sense, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But how do you manage to keep certain things private? Or are there things the housewives know that not quite that you just don't want to make to air? Um, I haven't had anything. I haven't had to shield anything from my life for them. Uh, as of now, they know everything. But, um, you know, I don't know how people would do that, honestly, if you're on a reality show. I don't know how you could. So I haven't done it. I was going to, there was something with, who was it with? Dorinda, like, a hundred years ago on one of those housewives reunions. And I think that, and they were trying to save her from herself. I don't know if you, it's a very sort of famous Bravo moment. And listen, like I love Bravo, but I'm not one of those big Bravo fangirls. And they were like, yeah, maybe you don't want to say that. And it was a reference to something. It was a reference to, you know, bad behavior. Oh, And they were like, no, 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 no. And they had really like, Busted the fourth wall on this reunion. So well, that's kind of like, I guess, last year with Denise Richards saying, bravo, bravo, effing bravo. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's, I was going to say, well, she's not back. Is it interesting mm-hmm. now that she's not on? Did you like working with her or you sort well, of have been friends problems. with her for over 20 years and we still text and, and talk. But yeah, I wish she had been back. I really wish she had. But I totally understand why she wouldn't want to be. It was really hard for her. I mean, yeah, not everyone is cut out to do to do that. And I also think that she's challenges with one of her daughters and being a mom isn't I mean, I'm not a mom, but I can imagine that her life is not that easy, especially being the ex-wife of Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think whenever your kids are involved, it's kind of tricky. And that's why one of the reasons why. Uh, it was okay for me to sign up for Housewives, one, because my kids are older. Had they been younger, mm-hmm. probably not. But also, it's really about the women and not mm-hmm. about the kids, which is what appealed to me. If it was about the kids more, where they'd go to their school, go to their games, do that kind of stuff, I probably would not have signed on for that. So what do they think of you being on the show? And do they like it when they're on the show? They're so cute, by the way. Thank you. Your voice are adorable. Um, I think they care at I this love point. watching them. I don't think they they really care. Sometimes I'll be like, "Hey guys, your scene is on," so they'll watch their scene and then they'll walk away. They're definitely not Hollywood kids, so they do it because you know 
I'm on it, but I don't think it's something they would want to do outside of me. So you don't, so you don't think that they are destined for big Hollywood careers? No, <laughs> no. Jade's really into, he wants to be in the NBA. Like last, this past weekend, I had to drive an hour and a half each way, both days, Saturday and Sunday, just taking him to basketball uh, tournaments. So he wants to go to the NBA and Jax is going to rule the world in some kind of tech way. That is so, that's so refreshing to hear, actually, because I feel like a lot of people try to push their kids into the industry or, you know, because they were in the industry or they want their kids to be bigger than they are. And you just seem like the most normal mom. Thank you. You know, you want your kids to be happy, whatever they're doing, as long as they're not getting in trouble, whatever they want to do. Like my mom, I mean, the fact that growing up Haitian, where school and education is really important. And I'm like, I want to be an actress. I want to be a model. (laughs) And they allowed that. So how can I not honor what my kids want to do? Speaking of Hollywood, I just, coming to America, I saw it. It was hilarious. It made me really, really smile. How did that project, I know that it got delayed a few times, just everything. I know that it was supposed to be in the theaters and then it came out on, I was going to say, was it Amazon? Yeah, Amazon. It was on Amazon, but it was bittersweet because we were so excited to have a premiere and be on the red carpet and see everyone. But um, I also feel like Amazon buying it was smart because people are not running out to go to the theaters, even though I know some are open, but maybe more people got to see it because they could see it from home. But it was great. I mean, 30 something years later to be in in a sequel. uh, It was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. What was it like working with Eddie Murphy? Amazing. The first time and the second time. Uh, he's uh, he's funny. He's sweet. He's, uh, you know, a thespian, if you will. I mean, he's at the top of his game. No matter how long he goes on hiatus, he can come back and be in hit movies. It's incredible. And I think it's important to, like, I also just wanted to say, too, that I think it's really important. And I I sort of crowdsourced some questions here of what I should ask you. And someone said, you know, what is it like being the first Black housewife of Beverly Hills? And I feel a little bit awkward as a white person saying that, but I feel like it must be a lot of pressure and responsibility. Do, Do you feel like you have a little bit more pressure in this role to represent a group of people. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely the first season that was, uh, that was heavy on me because I thought not only representing black women, but Haitian women, um, also what people conceive as black women in general. And one of the things that I really wanted to do is make sure that I stay true to who I am and not, I feel that people label us as angry black women so often right out the gate without knowing us, without seeing us, without, and I didn't want to, that's not who I am. And so I didn't want to portray that. Um, I stand strong for what I believe in and what I say, but I'm not angry out the gate. And a lot of, a lot of us aren't, but we get labeled that. And that was important to me that that didn't come. That wasn't my thing. Oh, you definitely seem like the least angry person in the world. Like you just seem so calm and collect, like just collective 
And just especially for housewives who can get angry, just like as people, because you're with a group of women and you're on TV and everything is heightened, you definitely seemed like you kept your cool way more than anyone else. Thank you. I I may have lost it this season, but you'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But that was, yeah, I mean, there's always pressure being the first of anything. And uh, especially that one, because that franchise is so huge that- People were looking to see, you know, who is, who are they bringing in? And I really got a lot of love from the fans. So that was a good thing. Did you bond with Crystal at all on that? Her being the first Asian um, housewife of Beverly Hills. Yeah, we definitely talked about the pressure of, you know, being uh, women of color, if you will. And we did talk about race. We did talk about race for sure, because that comes up on the show. Do you feel like that brings it to a different level of, I mean, listen, there's there's a certain superficiality to to reality TV and especially a housewives where yeah. it's aspirational and it's glamour. But do you feel now with everything that happened that maybe people see you're more relatable? Yeah, I think so. And I also think that we talk about things that are really happening in the world. There's no way we could have done Housewives this season and not talk about race. I mean, not only is there a black housewife and an Asian housewife now, but everybody's talking about race, whether it's my kids while they're playing, you know, on video games with their friends or you can't get away from it. So that was one of the things that I was happy that was incorporated because how do you not talk about it? That's, that's amazing. That's, you're such, you just seem like such an empowered woman and such an amazing role model. And you, you you really, really do. And you've got an awesome house. Um, (laughs) (laughs) With gold knobs. (laughs) With gold knobs. You're all about the gold knobs. Listen, I can't thank you enough for doing this and getting real with me and answering these questions. And I just, I really appreciate it. 